Wednesday, August 5th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the uh, Indians get back on the winning track last night. Of course, it was because Shane Bieber was on the mound. Uh, Bieber was excellent once again, eight strikeouts in seven and two-thirds innings, held the Reds to, to two solo home runs, and the Indians came back and, and won behind a, a two-run home run by Framil Reyes. Good to see Framil uh, sort, of, sort of get things going uh, with, with one pitch, uh, really sort of turn things around for the Indians in that game. Yeah, that was that was great to see. For maybe this offense is starting to uh, wake up, Joe. Uh, they start the trip with a win. They end the trip with a win. Uh, went on, went went on, what went on in between wasn't so great. Uh, I checked the stats here. On that six-game road trip in which they went two and four, they they had three hits with runners in scoring positions. Oh, wow. I mean, if my math is right, and that's always questionable, but but three for 24, they had 125 with runners in scoring. And, and I think Mercado might have had well, one or two of those. So yeah, that's... Mercado had one hit that drove in two runs, I think, you know, the one time. So the offense hasn't been good, but the pitching's been very good. Uh, Shane Bieber has been uh, hands down the, the best pitcher in the American League so far. Uh, and, he, and he's not done it against uh, some, you know, lineups that are, the, you know, the little sisters of the poor here. He, he did it against Minnesota. He did it against uh, the Reds, who, who restocked their lineup, uh, you know, in the offseason. So, really, he's, he's showing this massive improvement, not just the, the improvement that he made from his rookie year to, to year two, but year two to three, he's, he's taken an even further step. Yeah, Joe, I thought you asked a good question on the Zoom calls yesterday uh, uh, on what what he's done basically to become a strikeout pitcher. You know, how do you how do you go from a guy that doesn't walk anybody that it's kind of, you know, Velo is not great, but, you know, it's, it's good enough to be a big league pitcher, but not overwhelming to a guy that's, you know, striking everybody out that uh, and, uh, you know, what he has 35, 35. 35 strikeouts through his first three games mm-hmm. of the season. I mean, two shot or three shy of the major league record. Right. Uh, at, for, at third all time behind Nolan Ryan. And I, I believe, was it Kurt Schilling? Garrett Cole. Garrett, oh, Garrett Cole. Cole. Garrett Cole. Yeah. So um, they were, uh, I mean, and, you know, it just, uh, I, I'm not sure. I guess the Ruben Nabla work with them and uh, change some mechanics. But, uh, you know, this is a great story. And we're, and we're seeing it unfold right in front of us. Right. And, you know, earlier in his career, you know, two years ago, Terry Francona said, you know, watch this kid. He, he reminds me of, and I remember the same things that I saw from Corey Kluber when he was that age or at that point in his career. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a big compliment to, to say those things early on. Now to look back on it and you kind of look at it and you say, yeah, he, he really is developing the way that, that Kluber just sort of took off and, and and Francona said those things like you know this is a kid who's ready to just take the ball and go and that's exactly what's happened so far uh last night's ball game like you said uh he he, he did you know he gave up a couple of home runs he gave up a home run to Nick Castellanos uh and and the other uh, shot uh was uh, Eugenio Suarez uh in another one but you know those those are guys when you're around the plate as much as Shane Bieber is. You know he does not walk guys. He, he throws a lot of strikes. He fills up the strike zone. Uh, guys are going to hit home runs as long as they're solo home runs. That, that you should be able to still, you know, be efficient and and get through six seven innings just like Shane Bieber has the last couple of games. 
Yeah, and, and Castellanos is tied, you know, he's has six home runs already this year. I think he's tied for the major league league. Uh he's hot. Uh Suarez, you know, so so he's coming back from that shoulder injury. But yeah, you're right, Joe. I mean, if you throw a lot of strikes, you're gonna give up home runs. And uh as long as uh, the bases aren't loaded or there's too many guys on base in front of those guys, you know, you've still got a chance to win. And that's what he did. He, you know, after the Suarez home run in, in the uh, th- fourth inning, I think the Reds only had, what, two hits maybe, mm-hmm. two, two singles uh, through, uh, you know, through uh, the first out of the eighth inning. So he really kind of did the job. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm sure when, when he goes out there, as good as the rest of the staff is, has pitched, there's an extra, I think, feeling of confidence in that lineup. And all we have to do is score two two or three runs, and we've got a chance. You know, they, we, Bieber's got a chance to win here. All right, here's what Shane Bieber had to say following uh, Tuesday night's performance against the Reds at Great American Ballpark. Uh, I was definitely stoked to, be, to have the opportunity to go out for the eighth. Wish I could have finished it, but Karen Check, it's, it's easy to hand the ball off to a guy like that, so – uh, he came through in the clutch. They were debating back here in the studios. Were you more excited to see Karen Cech's strikeout or, or, or for you or for him? <laughs> both, both. Uh, he's been <laughs> his his strikeout numbers are a little down. I've been jabbing him a little bit, so I think we were both pretty excited. When you throw as many strikes as you throw, are the home runs like the ones you gave up tonight going to come because of that, or were there what's your or were those bad pitches in your opinion? Uh. I think both. I think it's part of the game. If you're going to be around the zone, there's going to be guys that are um, either guessing right or taking advantage of mistakes. But tonight, they definitely took advantage of some mistakes. Uh, Castellanos, I was trying to go in for effect. That, that ball wasn't supposed to be near the zone. Um, and, you know, he, when you're hot, you're hot. So he took advantage of that. And then uh, Suarez probably should have spun some. Instead, I like to leak the fastball back over middle. And uh, like I said, I mean, they're good hitters, so they took advantage of it. Uh, just happy they were solo home runs and I didn't compound mistakes and I was able to get through them. Shane, with the way your first couple starts went and everybody talking about, you know, you set this record and you're in the same sentence as this Hall of Famer. And like, is it easy for you to kind of block out all that noise and just keep doing what you're doing? Um, yeah, definitely. I think while all that's nice, um, it's, it's really about what we're trying to do here as a team. So uh, we were able to kind of right the ship a little bit today, and, and um, that was a fun way to do it with Fran Mill coming up huge late in the game. I know we were frustrated as a team early on in the game uh, for a lot of different reasons, but it was nice to see everybody kind of, you know, stay strong and, and pull through together at the end. Shane, you faced these guys during summer camp. You've watched these hitters have success. From your – as a pitcher – what do you take in just the struggles they've had? And I know you still have a big belief in who they are. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't like facing our lineup. Um, it's not something that I would be excited about. So uh, I know, you know, some guys may be frustrated, but as long as we keep at it, uh, stick to the process and, and keep working hard, I think good things are going to happen. I think that's what we saw, uh, you know, later in the game, whether guys were getting hits or not, there was a ton of really good at bats, um, especially late in the game that came up really clutch. So um uh, definitely excited for the direction that we're going in. Okay, like you said, that's uh, that's a guy who who sounds pretty confident, and the Indians are, are pretty confident every time he he goes out there. Shane Bieber uh, certainly got to think that he's in line for some sort of award or uh, you know player of the week or month or, or whatever. At some point during the season, he's gonna uh, you know get some sort of trophy with his name on it. Uh, 
just based on his first three outings. Uh, the other big story, like you said, the Indians uh, managed to to scrape some runs together for the first time in a couple of days. Uh, they they put together an inning where they they had what, what one infield hit, but they drew three walks, uh, reached on an error, and and tied the game, scoring two runs. Uh, and you thought maybe maybe this was the big inning that they needed. They had Francisco Lindor up with two outs and the bases loaded, and he grounds out. So, you know, but they at least got the job done and tied the game at that point. Yeah, they sent eight guys to the plate, Joe, and they scored two runs. I have one <laughs> hand. I mean, this is an offense that's still searching for it. But, uh, you know, like, uh, what do they say? Blind squirrel even finds an acorn. So, you know, they found that acorn in the seventh inning last night. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Because I think it takes something like that, you know, some kind of unlikely, uh, you know, a scenario where, where an offense scores enough runs to at least tie the game, you know, and that's what they did. They tied the score. Uh, they gave they gave themselves a chance, and then uh, Fran Mill hits a home run the next inning, and uh, maybe that's a sign that things are turning around here. Well, and they did it against the the Reds bullpen, which is you know no joke itself. They 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 can run out a couple of uh, uh, left tackles out there to 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 pitch to these guys. What six 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 seven uh, pitchers uh, in um, you know Pedro Strope and. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the lefty, Amir Garrett, the one who yeah, wanted Amir to Garrett. Amir Garrett, the guy who wanted to fight all of Pittsburgh by himself, that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that guy's a rather imposing figure, but, uh, you know, they, they got to the bullpen, which they haven't been doing, uh, in, in, in recent weeks or in, in the recent week of, of games against Minnesota and Chicago. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was Fran Mill who came through with the big hit. And it was a funny story that he told in the, the post-game uh, Zoom call about how he was about to head up to the plate uh, there in the eighth inning, and and Carlos Carrasco pulled him aside and said, "Hey, you know, hit a home run," and and Framo looked at, it, at Cookie and said, "You know, hey, I, I just I'm going up there looking for a hit. I just need a, a base hit. I haven't he hadn't had a hit in forever." And uh, I, I believe Cookie's words to him were something along the lines of, "You know, forget about that. Just hit a home run." Uh, and, and he went out and did it. So, yeah, he said he was looking fastball. Uh, he, he's having trouble hitting the slider, so he, he's laying off sliders and, and just swinging for fastballs, and he got one. And, boy, if you know, even when he's fooled, he, he can hit a ball a long way, 401 feet to the right center field gap. He's a big guy, and, uh, you know, he said he, he said he didn't know what was going on in his head the first 10 or 11. 10 or 11 games you know he was kissing fastball and whenever he gets fastball he got a slider or a breaking ball I mean the uh, game Monday night I mean he was out of sorts man he was he was always a step behind the, the opposing pitcher and that's why Sandy Alomar wanted to give him a day off to, uh, yesterday uh, just to maybe work in the cage and get his head together watch some video and just kind of put a plan together uh, so he was kind of organized when he went to the plate and uh, Fran Mill talked his way back into the lineup and uh, the Indians are, are fortunate they did. he did. Yeah, probably a good thing. Here's what Fran Mill Reyes had to say after the ball game and, and, and really just the, the excitement and the energy from him, you can tell in his comments here. Um, you know, it's been uh, about a couple of days, boy. Keep trusting myself. I I keep trusting on my teammates. Um, all the good energy that my teammates give me every day, uh, to now let me put my head down 
it kind of motivated me every day to come and do my best. What was the pitch you were looking for there in the eighth? Um, fastball, definitely. I was talking with Vic, and he said, uh, don't swing on nothing that I cannot crush. So slider is not a good pitch for me to hit very good. So I was just looking for the fastball every time. It seemed in spring training, your timing was, and your body was probably the best it's ever been. How much did this layoff maybe change up things for you? Um, not much, honestly. Honestly, it's, it's just right here. Um, like I said, every time it's the same game, no matter what, no matter where, um, we just got, keep to keep fighting. And um, I'm very proud of my team. I know it's been a rough couple of days, but we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. Can one hit like that change everything? I mean, just from a confidence standpoint, do you just – do you walk up to the plate the next time feeling a lot better than you had been? Yeah, of course. Honestly, why? Because I give something to my team that the makes everybody hype. That, that make me feel good that I did something for my team, not just for myself. So 100%, yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of more confidence for the next at bat. Have you guys noticed over the last week how – how teams have pitched you guys, a lot of off-speed, a lot of sliders, things like that? Yeah. Honestly, like I told you, we're going to be all right. We're doing a very good job on the scouting report, and we're about to, to stop getting it. Grand Mill, of course you want to score as many runs as you guys can possibly get, but when you get four runs like you did tonight, don't you feel pretty good when you know what you've got with your starting rotation night in and night out? Yeah, of course. Like I told you, it's been uh, really tough days in these couple of days, but we're going to be all right. And like I told you guys on the first, in the beginning of the season, um, we have a lot to give this year. This team is going to be so good, and I promise you that. Friend Mill, what, what kept you going through this uh, slow start? What, what have you been working on, and, and has something cl finally clicked for you? Yeah, my motto has been my teammates. That's, that's the thing that keep, uh, made me keep going and, and motivated me to give my, my, my best every day. They're being there for me this whole time. Um, my mind, it was not good. I, was, I don't know where I was thinking every time I went – to, to a play, but not with a plan. But those teammates right there are the best teammates I ever played with. Um, I am very grateful to have them with me because they never let me put my head down. So I say that that's the best thing and that's my key of the success I'm going to have to now on because I feel great. Today, my energy was so good. Not, not really like like kind of worse, like motivate me. Like, you are right. You're the best. You can do this. Like Cookie, right there, right before that, he said, let's go. You can do this. Uh, you can hit it out of the park. I say, Cookie, let me get a base hit first. He say, no, you can hit it. Let's go. Things like that. And right after the game, when we were in the line to high-five ourselves, um, Cookie say, what are you talking about base hits? I told you, hit it out. All right, there's a guy who uh, who really sort of feeds off of his teammates and, and off the energy that his teammates provide him. And 
uh, let, let's hope that continues the next couple of games for the Indians because uh, 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 a Mil Reyes who's putting the ball in play and and making solid contact, he's, he's one of the lead leaders in hard contact last year. Uh, if he's doing that, the, the offense and the lineup definitely looks a little different. All right, as we uh, move forward here, let's uh, – Let's just take a minute. Uh, I want to remind our, our listeners here on uh, uh, on the podcast, if you're a member and subscribe to Indian Subtext, cleveland.com slash subtext, you can subscribe uh, $3.99 a month and you get text messages from Hoinsey and myself. Uh, everything we know about the Indians, you know first, uh, before Twitter, before uh, anything on the website. We send you text messages. You can reply to us and, and send us your questions. It's the exclusive way to get your questions asked and answered here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Hoinsey, we've uh, we've seen a lot of um, things develop throughout the league here. The the Reds are going to um, uh, change their rotation this week, I believe. Yeah, um, uh, TJ uh, Anton is going. Anton is going tonight. This will be his first big league start. Uh, he's he's made one relief appearance this season. Uh, Pretty good numbers, 2.08 uh, ERA, one earned run, four and a third innings, and uh, they'll be facing Luis uh, Castillo, the Indians will, on uh, on Thursday night. So that Mike Clevenger versus Trevor Bauer matchup that we had hoped was going to take place tonight uh, is not going to take place, uh, and we're not going to see Trevor Bauer pitch at all uh, this year unless we uh, somehow make it to the World Series against the uh, the Reds. Yeah, and that's uh, too bad. That would have been a good storyline. Uh, you know, Clevenger and, and Bauer, I, some, I you know me, Joe. I, I, my kids had to show me the tweets that they were sending back and forth. I, I, I had no idea this was going on, but well, I was, it was hilarious. Some of the stuff that they said, like, they, they take it to, like, really personal. And that's how you know that the two of them get along as well as they do. It's when, uh, um, you know, they, they really – drop some really personal stuff like like Clevenger saying you know uh Sunshine versus the guy who gave up uh you know who let his team down in the World Series that 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 kind of World Series that (laughs) that that really I mean wow uh so you know you you kind of you you trust each other and and there's a lot of uh respect there when when they're able to uh drop stuff like that back and forth but uh I really just wanted to see how Trevor Bauer pitched against the Indians, you know, from, from watching it from the other, from the other side, you know, sort of uh, watching him pitch on, on the Indian side of things, you wonder how Indians hitters, we wonder how a Francisco Lindor would approach an at bat against a Trevor Bauer. Uh, I'm sure Frankie would have an idea or would have a plan uh, to, to go against him, but you know, it would just be neat to see what that would be like in, in person. Yeah, because they certainly have, you know, uh, they have a good, good amount of, you know, a good amount of knowledge both ways. I mean, you know, uh, Bauer has watched these guys for, what, four or five years, and the Indians have watched him pitch. Uh, they, I think they know what irritates them. Bauer knows their, the weaknesses of each of these hitters. Uh, it it would have been a really, it would have been fun. It would have been a, a, an interesting matchup. We got a we got a little taste of that in a in a video that was put out right before the clubs came back for summer tra- training camp. It was Trevor Bauer doing live at bats against some of his favorite uh, teammates and friends, 
in the desert and he he faced Jose Ramirez and it was just in front of a, a pitching net, no catcher. And it was in the desert, so there were no foul lines or anything like that. But apparently Jose Ramirez hit a ball, you know, 400-some feet off of Trevor Bauer uh, after Bauer had already struck him out. So uh, who knows? The, 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 the back and forth in the cat and mouse game would have been really fun to see. One thing that we do know about uh, tonight's game, or actually we don't know, uh, is whether or not uh, Terry Francona will be in the dugout and managing. Uh, we still haven't received word from the Indians uh, how Tito's test results at the Cleveland Clinic went and what the latest is on him. Uh, so Sandy Alomar could be back, you know, you know managing uh, these next two games in Cleveland. It all depends. Uh, I I kind of have an idea or kind of kind of have a feeling like if there's any way that, that Tito can be at the ballpark for some part of today that he's going to try to be at the ballpark. Yeah, I would think so, Joe. Uh, they've got two games here, and then they go on the road. So, you know, it's only – I mean, they go to Chicago. So, I mean, if Tito, you know, doesn't make these two games, I'm sure he could catch a flight to Chicago and, and join the club there. But, you know, from talking uh, to Chris Antonetti yesterday on the Zoom call, it didn't sound like they thought this would be a lengthy thing. But they wanted to make sure that, you know, Francona is feeling better, that, you know, obviously he was in – it was in some discomfort. You know, and it's hard to do your job if you're if you're hurting, you know, physically. So I think they want to get on top of this thing. This is a, this is something that's been uh, bothering Tito, you know, since spring training, and uh, they just want to get on top of it and you know find some way to ease his ease his pain and make sure that he can uh, do his job and you know not not be dealing with uh, you know physical you know physical distractions so to speak. Yeah, and any any time you could maybe give him a couple of days and not have him fly separately out to Chicago or anything like that, I I, I think they might want to, you know, do that. I, I I get a little nervous about thinking about Tito taking a flight by himself and just the risk of infection there if uh, if he's going to be exposed in any way. Uh, the other uh, big story coming out of Major League Baseball uh, in the last day or so, uh, the roster cutdowns, which are anticipated for – uh, Thursday, uh, Chris Antonetti confirming that as of noon on Thursday, the Indians are going to have to be down to 28 players on their active roster. So that means two guys are heading out at some point, uh, but it's not going to go below 28 now. Uh, Major League Baseball agreeing that the anticipated cut down uh, in, in two weeks after that to 26 is not going to happen and that they're going to keep the, the rosters at 28 through the remainder of the season. And the taxi squad or group of players that are going to go on the road with the team uh, from the alternate site will increase from three players to five in response to the recent outbreaks in Miami and or with the Marlins and uh, with the Cardinals uh, to try and limit the, the number of games that are, are postponed or delayed due to coronavirus. Uh, good idea, Hoinsey. Do, do you think this is probably the, yeah. the best nat natural approach to this? Yeah, I think that's a good idea, Joe. Just keep it at 28. Give give yourself some protection. Uh, it's still, you know, two two above what they would have started it with, or would have the roster would have been at uh, in a traditional season. Um, and and the and the taxi squad will help too. Uh, you know, I think uh, we saw <clears throat> different teams take different approaches to that. Uh, yes, uh, on the Indians' first trip, they could have taken three three extra guys and he only took one I believe or no no they took two right they took Logan a pitcher and, they took a pitcher and a, and a catcher. catcher yeah yeah 
and yeah, they, so they I, added they added Cameron Rupp to the uh, to the to the roster as well in East in in East Lake. So they've got uh, extra depth at catcher as well. Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, Joe, I'm wondering who uh, who who who's a candidate maybe to uh, you know get sent to East Lake. I mean, Christian Arroyo, we haven't seen him since the opener, right? And and, and uh, you know, Yu Chang hasn't played a, hasn't played a lot. But I mean, if those guys could still be a member of the taxi squad too, right? It, it seems like that, that's kind of a fluid situation, right? There. Right. I mean, but you would have to option them, and uh, yeah, I, I believe both of those guys have options. So right. At least no, Arroyo, the, Arroyo doesn't have an option. Arroyo doesn't have options. Well, then, then Chang's going to be your guy to get uh, to get sent down. I'm wondering if they're going to send a pitcher as well. Uh, is there anybody? Uh, I can't. I They've can't think of anybody. A lot of pitchers, man. He's, he's yeah. Really, and I can't imagine anybody. I mean, that, do you want? Do you need seven outfielders? It seems like you're six or seven outfielders. They seem like. They've been really rotating those guys a lot, and maybe can't haven't been able to get a lot of guys consistent at bats. Well, if you're, I would say your your top candidates other than Chang would be maybe Phil Maton, who was the last guy used out of the bullpen. Uh, I, I, what's his situation with? I, he doesn't have options left, does he? Yeah, he has options. He's options he left. Okay, so yeah. he's if he's got an option, then then he's probably a candidate. And Daniel Johnson as well, but they they kind of like Daniel Johnson. They've started him in a in, in a game on Monday, and uh, you know if, if they're trying to get the offense going, he might be a guy that to to try and keep around. Uh, so really, right there, those three names: uh, Chang, Johnson, Maton, maybe among the the guys who were candidates to to be uh, sent down to East Lake, but also stick around with the club for any road trips. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, it was interesting what Antonetti said the other day, uh, yesterday, you know, that the 30-man roster sounds good, but it's kind of a double-edged sword as, as far as, you know, getting regular players or, or kind of hitting on a regular lineup and, and keep and, and giving those guys regular at-bats because especially with a team that's struggling offensively like the Indians, you want to try to mix it up and see if you can find a hot, a hot hitter. Right, a, a team that's offense is going normally and and going well can maybe afford to once every couple of days stick a guy like a, a Chang or a Johnson in there and take an zero for four if they're a little, a little rusty. But you know, every time they do that now with an offense that's struggling, that it, it compounds the problem. It keeps it even worse. So, uh, it uh, you know, it's 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 an issue. Like you said, it's a double-edged sword. You don't want these guys dying on the vine, sitting on your bench uh, instead of getting work where if they were in East Lake, they would be playing on a regular basis kind of thing. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, look forward to Mike Clevenger taking the mound tonight, uh, seeing if he can get back on track against the Reds. And we'll talk to you again, uh, Hoinsey, uh, after, after the game, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we stand. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. 